Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though, and links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we're talking about the lessons that I've learned during my first trimester of pregnancy, all those little things I wish someone had told me. I'm Rachel and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. Want to say goodbye to hormonal contraceptives and their weird and unpleasant side effects? Want to improve your chances of conceiving quickly and naturally? Sounds like you need my Fertility Roadmap, my simple three-step system for understanding your body's natural fertile signs and pinpointing ovulation day so that you can use this knowledge to achieve or avoid pregnancy. To grab your free copy, head on over to fertilityco.com.au forward slash roadmap. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Fertility Co podcast, or I guess it's episode one of what is now officially known as the Fertility Co podcast. We've had a name change. It rolls off the tongue a little more smoothly than Manor Women's Wellness. And so I decided to change the name of the podcast and the business as a whole because ultimately fertility is my jam. So menstrual cycle health, charting, preconception and pregnancy are my absolute favorite things to talk about. And the new name tells you exactly what I'm all about. Whereas women's wellness is a little bit too broad for where I'm at right now. But I digress. Hello, I'm Rachel, and it has been a hot minute. I disappeared off the face of the earth around June, and the time you're listening to this, it's about October. So morning sickness hit me hard in May, and I pushed through the launch of my online program, Fertility School. If you join me for the live masterclass in the lead up to that launch, or if you watch the replay, which is still available for instant access, full disclosure, I had my head in the toilet about 10 minutes before going live. The things I do for you guys seriously. 
So like I said, at the time I'm recording this, it's September. And by the time it arrives in your ears, it's probably more like October. So I literally took a four month break from podcasting and most of running this business, to be honest. So I had plans to take a little break, weeks, not months, to work on some exciting things behind the scenes, like the name change, which has a lot of moving parts in the background. But I kind of fell into a heap. I was still trying to work full time as a physio through the worst of my morning sickness. And so most of my time was spent alternating between couch and bed while my lovely husband waited on me hand and foot and confirms that I definitely married a good one. So I shared my pregnancy news a little while ago on Instagram and probably sooner than I planned to, but I started getting a lot of messages from you all. So not just asking me when the podcast would be back because you've run out of episodes to listen to, but also asking if I was okay. And I've noticed that podcast episodes the downloads are actually way higher than they've ever been before. So there are obviously a lot of new listeners that are binging their way through and running out of episodes. So I didn't want to panic anyone. So I thought it was time to share our happy news. And this honestly is an episode that I've been planning in my head for a few months now. So I want to share with you the lessons that I've learned from my first trimester of my first pregnancy. So I promise this podcast isn't going to become a self-indulgent week-by-week recap of my pregnancy. I know not everyone here is trying to get pregnant right now, and I am also mindful that there are a lot of you trying to conceive right now, maybe struggling, and the last thing you want to be listening to, the last thing you want in your ears, on your socials, is ultrasound pictures and me gushing about my baby. So if this episode isn't for you, that is totally okay. So what I want to share in this episode is more preconception preparation. So preparing for pregnancy beyond the obvious ways that I've talked about in previous episodes. So to give you a little taster, and because I have already talked for long enough already, let's dive in. Lesson one, I did not expect to be pissing my pants five weeks in. I kid you not, as someone who has literally written a book about the pelvic floor and created a core and floor strengthening program, this one took me by surprise. So I honestly thought I'd have nine months to work on my pelvic floor strength and get myself in a really good position to avoid that late pregnancy and postnatal leaking that so many women experience. But pregnancy hormones and constant spewing put a stop to that. So basically, we know that pregnancy hormones start doing their thing pretty much straight away when you're pregnant. Not only do they soften your soft tissues, like your pelvic floor muscles and the sphincter that squeezes your urethra tightly shut, they also have you feeling like you need to pee constantly. And of course, the morning sickness, which isn't or wasn't for me a quick spew in the morning and go on with your day like we could get away with after a big night when we were 20. For me, my nausea and vomiting lasted all day, every day for from about three days after I took my pregnancy test and got a positive test all the way through to 16 weeks. And we are talking 24 seven. So I felt seasick lying in bed at night and I spewed all day long. I still wouldn't consider it to have been hyperemesis because by some weird miracle, I was keeping food down. I won't go into more gross detail than that, but I was able to keep hydrated and get some food and some nutrition in. So if you have experienced hyperemesis, oh my goodness, you deserve a medal and a parade and a big hug because quite frankly, I was miserable for months and I could not imagine it being that much worse. So how does all this dry heaving and spewing relate to the pelvic floor? Well, there's this fun little thing called stress incontinence, which a lot of women experience when they sneeze, cough, laugh, or exercise, when there's too much intra-abdominal pressure. So that's a lot of force directly on the bladder. And yep, a little bit of wee will leak out. 
So it turns out vomiting and dry heaving creates a lot of intra-abdominal pressure. So that was a thing for me during my first trimester. So my advice is to incorporate pelvic floor exercises into your preconception preparation. I truly hope you are one of those lucky ladies that breezes through her first trimester without morning sickness. But if you're not, dry heaving and vomiting really does take a toll without the misery of constantly needing to change your undies. So my Modi Body underwear saved the day for sure here. So obviously they're designed for your period, but they're also really great at protecting you from those little leaks. And I have absolutely sworn by them so far during my pregnancy. And I'm guessing I'm going to be wearing them for a little bit longer through my postpartum period as well. So don't be like me and think you have time on your side to improve your pelvic floor. So start incorporating five minutes of pelvic floor exercises into your day now. Actually, do it even if you're not planning to conceive right now, because this is really a global women's health issue. If you have no idea where to start, then you can take my free pelvic floor quiz, which is a bunch of yes, no questions that really help you to decipher if your pelvic floor is currently a problem for you. And it gives you a rough idea of what the problem may be. Because remember, pelvic floor exercises and Kegels are aren't suitable for every woman. Some women have what's called an overactive pelvic floor where doing lots of these muscle contractions can actually make your problem worse. So it is really important to decide what actually is your problem before you jump into these pelvic floor exercises. So the best part is once you get your copy of this pelvic floor quiz, you'll automatically receive a special invite to my free three-day pelvic floor boot camp too. So this is not readily accessible anymore. It's only for those who show interest in learning more about their pelvic floor. So you have to be on my email list to actually get your invite. So this will talk you through everything that you need to know about preparing your pelvic floor for pregnancy and birth, but it's also super important and helpful for all women to know about. So I would of course also suggest booking in to see a women's health physician just to have your individual pelvic floor needs assessed and to check that you're doing your muscle contractions and exercises appropriately. Again, I recommend this before pregnancy because a lot of physios out there would understandably be hesitant about doing an internal assessment in early pregnancy. So get it done now. Don't make the mistake that I stupidly made and really should have known better given my job. So moving on to lesson number two, preconception nutrition is everything during that first trimester too. So you've likely heard me bang on before about the importance of preconception nutrition. I recommend that you and your partner take at least three months to prepare for conception and pregnancy. And this means nutrition, exercise, avoiding toxins, et cetera, et cetera, because we really want to conceive with the highest possible quality egg and sperm. So this three-month window is important even if you're going down the IVF route because these lifestyle changes will help you to maximize your chances of success. It takes about three months for sperm to develop and three months for an egg to mature. And even though we're born with all the eggs we'll ever have, we can still improve the quality of our eggs with some pretty simple lifestyle tweaks. So I want to focus on nutrition in particular though, because once again, my first trimester was all about the morning sickness. And I somewhat naively thought that I'd be the person to exercise daily, keep drinking my green smoothies. Instead, I lived on chicken schnitzel, hash brown, mashed potato, anything potato-based and all of the carbs were the only things I could keep down. To this day, the thought of broccoli makes me queasy, which makes me pretty sad because it used to be one of my favourite vegetables. So I'm really hoping that that comes back at some point. 
So I also started reading an amazing book during my first trimester by registered dietitian Lily Nichols. So the book's called Real Food for Pregnancy, which rather than going through the essential nutrients you need, it actually tells you the best foods to get them from. So it's a little bit hard to find in Australia. So I bought the ebook and it is an absolute must for pregnant mums. So my favorite part was the chapter on managing nausea and vomiting. And Lily came out and said, if this is your situation right now, ignore every other chapter in the book and read only this one. And she gave lots and lots of reassurance to just eat what you can and don't panic that you're doing harm to bub by not eating what you hoped to. So I found this really refreshing and reassuring and it was exactly what I needed to hear when I was struggling with that guilt of not eating a single vegetable for 16 weeks. Unless, of course, you count potatoes. So this brings me back to the lesson of preconception nutrition. So even though my diet was admittedly pretty horrendous in my first trimester, I knew that I'd been eating really well in the lead up to my pregnancy. So I knew I had been consuming all of the right nutrients and avoiding all of the crappy, processed, fatty, sugary garbage. And so I was able to reassure myself that the first five weeks or so of my pregnancy, before the nausea kicked in, I was giving baby everything it needed and building up the nutrient stores in my body. Now, not all nutrients can be stored in the body, and so my prenatal vitamin was my insurance here, but I knew that bub would take whatever it needed, and I could rebuild my own supplies when the nausea eventually passed. So my advice for preconception nutrition is simply to eat like you're already pregnant. So cut out the alcohol and the fried greasy food, which you will likely crave very soon, and build up your strength and your nutrient supplies as best you can. So if your morning sickness never hits, celebrate and keep eating healthy because by the time I emerged from that first trimester cocoon, after almost four months of eating badly, too much sleep, but also terrible sleep, virtually no exercise except for going with hubby to walk the dog maybe once a week, I felt completely depleted of all energy and strength. I had no muscle tone and my fitness was gone. So the better shape that you can be in before all of this hits, which hopefully it doesn't, the better you will come out at the other end. And that's something that I am really grateful for. And don't stress, now that I'm in my second trimester, I'm feeling great. I have more energy. I'm sleeping well. I'm snoring a lot, according to my husband. And I'm loving getting into that regular exercise routine again. So I hope I haven't made it all sound too dramatic and alarming because it absolutely doesn't last forever. And that's something that I just kept telling myself throughout those long 16 weeks. This will pass. And so wrapping up with lesson number three, learning to let go. And I guess this is a really valuable lesson to prepare me for the rest of my pregnancy, for labor, birth and motherhood, because I am admittedly a bit of a control freak. And pregnancy has very much taught me that some things are just not in your control. And I learned this lesson right away, even in the conception stage. So we conceived in our third month of trying, which is totally normal. But for someone who knows their cycle inside and out and knows exactly when ovulation is happening, this in itself was a bit of a learning curve for me. So I'll probably end up talking about this in another episode, but I got glutened two menstrual cycles in a row in the lead up to conceiving. So for those of you listening who don't know, I have celiac disease and even traces of gluten make me quite sick. 
So let's just say I was accidentally given multiple non-gluten-free apple pies and this made my cycle the wonkiest it had ever been. And I conceived on the wonkiest cycle I have ever had since I started charting. So this just goes to show that knowing your body and knowing when things happen make all the difference. But this obviously was not ideal when my, my cycle is usually pretty average and pretty predictable. And then obviously the morning sickness set in and I was forced to let go and just listen to my body and accept that whatever happens, happens. So I couldn't eat well, I couldn't exercise, I could barely get through my days at work as a physio and as you all know, the podcast went out the window along with all of those behind the scenes plans that I'd mapped out for the next couple of months. And I felt a lot of guilt about all of this too. So Poor Dan, my husband, was a full-time carer for 16 weeks, cooking, cleaning, walking the fur baby, picking up after me, and being the shoulder to cry on when I felt sick and tired of being sick and tired. So not to mention I wasn't sleeping, he wasn't sleeping, and all of this was an absolute shock to the system. So he didn't expect me to be so sick, but he didn't complain, and it definitely reinforced that I picked a good one. And it probably took me towards the end of the first trimester, when I'd already been through the worst of my morning sickness to really let go of that guilt and accept that this is how it is right now and I have to take it as it comes. And I think that that has relaxed me as my pregnancy has progressed. And even now when I have bad days, I just tell myself that it is what it is, that this too will pass. And this is the mindset that I hope to keep during labor and into motherhood. And it's a lesson that I'm glad now that I've learned early on. So that wraps up our first episode back. Once again, thank you to all of the lovely women in this community who reached out to check in on me and see how I'm going, to say congratulations when I did finally share my news, and to those of you who actually shared their own pregnancy news with me at the same time. So that's really exciting. It's exciting to be going through this journey with you at the same time. And if that is you, I would love to hear how you're going and how you found your first trimester especially if it's your first pregnancy. Was it what you expected or were you like me and it was was it kind of nothing like you expected? Like I said earlier, you can get your free pelvic floor quiz over at fertilitycode.com.au forward slash 39 or by clicking directly on the show notes links for this episode. So once you get the quiz in your inbox, you will also get that exclusive invite to join the free three-day pelvic floor bootcamp too. So if you want some more pregnancy-specific information, you can also get your free pregnancy exercise guide, the 10 exercises to avoid during pregnancy. And same deal, when you grab that, you'll get exclusive access to a pregnancy Superfoods Masterclass all about nutrition for pregnancy. And of course, if you want to get started with charting your cycle for conception or for contraception, you can join my free fertility masterclass where I walk you through exactly how to know when you're fertile during your cycle. See if you can spot the uh, signs of morning sickness in the replay. You can also grab the pelvic floor and core information and workout guide, as well as my collection of pregnancy ebooks over at the online shop. All the links are in the show notes or over at fertilitycode.com.au forward slash 39. And as always, if you want to chat some more, share your pregnancy journey or your fertility journey or suggest a topic for upcoming episodes, please send me a DM on Instagram. I'm back floating around on there a little more frequently now and I love chatting with you all. The Instagram handle has also changed to at fertilityco. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience after a much longer than expected hiatus. And I will see you in next week's episode where we are talking about basal body temperature. What does it tell us and is it useful or useless? Okay, bye for now. 
And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. Until next time. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Fertility Co podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Fertility Co, slide on into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit fertilityco.com.au forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone where the temp drop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear, science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.